0: Om ajnana timirandasya gilinana salakaya shakshuram Yena yena tasmai shri gurupenam Shri Chaitanya manubhistam stapitam yena bhutalay svayam rupa kadamayam dadati Swapadantikam Shri Krishna Chaitanya Pramalicanam Shri Dvidgadare Shri Vakili Kaurapaktivin Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Krishna, 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 Krishna Nene Ram Ram So today I'm reading from the Briad Bhagavatam Rita and I'm reading from the third part. Uh, Chapter number seven, Jagat Ananda, The Bliss of the Worlds, text number nine. (inaudible) Swayam siradi kadevi pratar ajadideshamam. Sarup Bayati matkunje madbhaktu maturodrija. Early this morning, Sri Radhika Devi herself came and ordered me. Sarup, a brahmana from Mathura, who is my devotee, is coming to my grove. The Mathura Brahmana considered himself a devotee of Durga, but she is a partial expansion of Sri Radhika. Lord Madan Eternal Concert. Go there alone, the first thing today. Enlighten him with good instruction. Console him and help him quickly attain Krishna, Krishna's grace. <coughs> Commentary. Had Sarup not awakened the Brahmana's higher intelligence, the Brahmana would not have obtained Sri Krishna's favor. Honor instruction. I swiftly came here, overjoyed, without even a thought about missing the enjoyment of Krishna's company. To carry out his ensignment, Sarup left home early in the morning before Krishna went out to the forest with his friends. Surtapa, oh sorry, Sarup did not mind missing Krishna's company for one day because he knew that carrying out Sri Radha's order would endear him to Krishna and this would surely increase the happiness he enjoyed with Krishna. Sri Parikshit said, when Sarup saw that the Brahmana, even after spoken to in this way, had, had not awakened to the treasure of pure love, Sarup put his hand on the Brahmana's head. By the mercy of that great soul, everything he had experienced became manifest at once in the Brahmana's heart, as if the Brahmana had experienced it himself. Such are the most amazing glories of contact with a great saint. But by that contact, this brahmana suddenly achieved perfection, realizing his eternal identity. Commentary. Usually only the Lord's most qualified devotees attain pure love of God after long endeavor for the Lord's special mercy. How then could this brahmana have achieved prems so quickly? Only by coming in contact with a powerful saint. The brahmana's own efforts alone would have been of no avail his success was possible by a unique glories of vaishnava association incomprehensible to material minds give me one So um, here in the Brihad Bhagavatam Rita, um, the story of Gopu Kumar has come to completion and Gopukumar is is now in the is now attained the ultimate goal. He's attained the his his original spiritual body. And at this point he is known as Sarup. And he is residing in, uh, in the eternal association of Krishna. But one morning, he's been asked by Srimati Radhika herself to do a service. And he knows that this service um, is of greater value than whatever he has attained, because he knows that by doing the service for Srimati Radharani, he becomes more dear to Krishna. So he's eager to do that service, so he doesn't mind to be in separation from Krishna. Although separation from Krishna is, in itself, is, is unbearable. Um, separation from Krishna is, is most painful. So how can, um, how can he tolerate such a thing, even a moment? Uh, even a moment appears to be like 12 years or more. But uh, because Sarup is now acting upon the order of Simata Radharani, through that order he is not separated from Krishna. Um, because he is engaged in the service of Krishna's dear most devotee, he is with Krishna, Krishna. Um, although not in Krishna's physical presence. so, But that instruction uh, of srimad Radharani puts him on the path of pure service, and that gives him the pure connection. So, Serupis is totally inspired, and srimad Radharani has instructed him to go meet this, this brahmana from Mathura, who is a devotee of Durga and simati radharani who is very liberal even accepts that brahmana as her own devotee because after all durga is her expansion so she generously is accepting him but this brahmana is not evolved in uh, to the level of pure devotional service so Sarup is going there to on the order of simati radhika to instruct him but uh, that even although there are good instructions, the brahmana doesn't, uh, it doesn't penetrate. The brahmana still uh, is not actually uh, realizing, realizing that he is the eternal servant of Krishna. But when Sarup personally places his hand on the head of that brahmana, then suddenly within that brahmana, um, all the potency is manifesting, and suddenly he fully understands. He understands that Krishna is the supreme personality of God and that is the eternal. That he's the eternal servant. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> sadhu 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 sangha sadhu sangha service shastuka lobamatra sadhu sangha Sarva siddhi hoy. Um, that from the association of a devotee. Uh, even even one moment, all perfection can be attained. Oh. And Chaitanya Charitamrita, in this way, we can appreciate. We can appreciate how, uh, not on his own strength, not by his own a great effort in devotional service, but by, by great mercy. Um, and of course, uh, therefore, we are always eager to seek out the mercy, Uh, To seek out the mercy of the Vaishnavas. Um, This is is our uh, our program. Um, Even through the literatures that we are reading, we are associating with great personalities. Uh, Srila Prabhupada explains that by reading the Nectar of Devotion, we are directly associating with Srila Rupa Goswami. Um, And in the last few days, we've been associating through Srimad Bhagavatam, with uh, Prahlad Maharaj, with Kapila Dev, with uh, Bhishma Dev, with Vyasa Dev, and in this way, Mahajinayenigata uh, Um Just by the association and by seeing, even by hearing the description of the devotion of such personalities, we become greatly, greatly purified. Now I'll read a little bit from the continuing uh, commentary. It says in Srimad Bhagavatam 3235, Sri Devahuti remarks, Sango Sritir To Dia According association to gratify the senses is certainly the path of bondage, but the same type of association performed with the saintly person leads to the path of liberation, even if performed without knowledge. When an ex- ignorant person mixes <clears throat> with other degraded persons, the result is entanglement in a material existence, in the enjoyment of food, drink, sex, and so on. But the company of pure souls, even if entered into, the, into with the same ignorance, enables one to become nisanga, free in two ways, detached from matter and uplifted to pure love of God. Prema is a form of detachment because it shuns all pursuits other than the attempt to please the personality of Godhead. Therefore, as stated in the Yoga Vasistha Ramayan sādhuśan te bigantā vyadya pūti santinā ya īsvare kaṭās te sam upadeśa bavantitē sam nyam apūrṇatam īte mṛtirāpi amṛtāyate apat sampat ivābāti vijñatcāna samāgamat in all circumstances one should approach saintly persons even if one receives no teaching spontaneous dialogue with them uh, imparts valuable lessons. When one approaches persons who have real knowledge, emptiness overflows with fullness, death becomes immortal nectar, and disasters can seem like good fortune. Mm. So, even if there are no formal discussions um, with a saintly person, um, even if there's only casual conversation, that alone is also purifying, uh, and they're also valuable lessons there um so somehow or other we are looking for the um association of the uh, of the pure devotees um yas prasada bhagavat prasada yas prasada nagatik utopi tiams tuham tasya sandam, vande guru sri charanar um that one cannot Without the mercy of of the spiritual master of the of the Vaishnava, um, one cannot attain Nagati Gutopi. One cannot attain the ultimate goal. So this dependence is there on the uh, on the blessings, on the on the instructions, on the associations, um, because the pure devotee is interested in Krishna. Um, Srila the Prabhupada would sometimes uh, have casual discussions. On, he would speak with uh, with Dhananjaya uh, about his education in Scottish Church College, because uh, Dhananjaya was from Scotland, and uh, in, in, and and spoke about that. Uh, that that education Uh, and uh, and yeah and and he learned many things there Um, but of course Prabhupada also told us many times that mundane education is zero uh, that it has no value but if we put one in front Krishna then it all becomes valuable all these zeros become valuable Mm. Prabhupada, he was communicating with uh, Ikendra. Ikendra was the son of Rupanuga. So he was still in school, and apparently Ikendra had written Prabhupada a letter about his teachings, and he had mentioned that he studied mathematics. And Prabhupada said, yes, mathematics. Two plus two is four, and five plus five is ten. And everything plus Krishna is Vrindavan. In this way, Prabhupada took mathematics to uh, a platform of perfection. Uh, and This is just so nice. So what a way to look at two plus two is four and five plus five is ten, which is like basic... Uh, Basic mathematics. But then Prabhupada took that mathematics to the perfect transcendental platform by saying, everything plus Krishna is Vrindavan, is the spiritual world. That transforms everything, simply adding Krishna. So in the association of the pure devotee, Krishna is added. That is what is happening. The, the pure devotee is adding Krishna in our life uh, either he is uh, bringing us Krishna in the midst of, of total ignorance or he is uh, he is deepening our understanding of Krishna or sharpening our focus uh, making us understand better um, how to understand Krishna in this way, uh, the association of the pure devotee is, is what, we, what we need. And going back to the original uh, series of verses from the Briyad Bhagavatamrita, where Sarup, uh, a fully realized devotee, placed his hand on the head of a Brahmana who, didn't ha- who had incomplete knowledge, and then by the touch, he was transformed. Uh, merely by the touch... So this is, uh, is very significant that uh, just the potency, the potency of the touch of the association somehow or other is purifying. In Srimad Bhagavatam 3.7.19, Sri Vidura says, Yatsivya Bhagavata madudisa Rati Tivra By serving the feet of the spiritual master, uh, one develops transcendental ecstasy in the service of the personality of (sighs) God. Who is the unchangeable enemy of the Madhu demon and whose service vanquishes one's material distress? Hmm. Vidura here speaks to his Siksha guru, Maitreya Muni, By serving Matreya, Vidura expects to obtain the service of the Supreme Lord, who is difficult to understand, but whom one can approach by serving his pure devotees. The Supreme Person is Kutasta, which means both unchanging and inconceivable. He is also Kutasta in the sense that he is famous for being offered Anakut, a mountain of food, which is standing on a special peak, that of Govardhan. At the lotus feet of Krishna, the enemy of the demon, the enemy of the demon Madhu, a sincere servant of the Vaishnavas, can obtain Rati Ras, a never-ending festival of praying, from which comes an enjoyment to intense tivra that nothing can impede or interrupt it. Material existence is full of various miseries but devotional service at Lord Krishna's lotus feet padiyo eradicates them all and Vyasa Vyasa Nardana uh, of or if we take padiyo to modify Vyasa Nardana the meaning of the two words together is that which destroys the pain felt by defeat feet. Krishna's Raslila is mostly a festival of dancing, and dancing means moving the feet. By entering the Rasa dance, one's feet will be relieved from the distress they feel from doing other things. Mm, there we go. Oh. So, in other words, walking this material path is painful. Oh. Somehow or other, uh, it is it is difficult, but when our feet enter the transcendental rasa dance, uh, then those feet are dancing in the greatest bliss. Um, then every movement is an expression of uh, of the greatest ecstasy. So um, there, a um, perfection is attained. So somehow or other, let us enter into Krishna's eternal pastimes and in this way let us focus let us focus on that Uh, we are already in our sadhana we are first uh, first uh, awakened awakened like the brahmana uh, who in the midst of his ignorance who received in the midst of his ignorance after many, many births that knowledge that Krishna, Vasudev, is everything? Um, but then one has to not only understand that Vasudev is everything, but one has to also understand uh, the nature of Vasudev in greater and greater depth. And eventually, we appreciate that actually Krishna is not alone. Uh, that Krishna is not alone, but Krishna is always in the association of his devotees. And Krishna is laxmisa Hashra sattasam brahma yamanam. He is surrounded by millions of goddesses of fortune. Krishna is served by unlimited cowherd boys who each are taking care of unlimited calves so in this way krishna performs his eternal pastimes in the spiritual sky and that spiritual sky is the abode of vrindavan and that abode of vrindavan is the place of krishna like shimata radharani she wants to see krishna in vrindavan she's not satisfied upon seeing krishna in kuruksetra because she knows that only in vrindavan is krishna fully manifesting uh, fully manifesting his most ecstatic transcendental nature. Vrindavan is the abode. It is Krishna's transcendental pleasure abode. Every aspect of Vrindavan is meant to glorify Krishna, to serve Krishna, to satisfy Krishna. Um, Vrindavan exists entirely for Krishna's pleasure. Um, it is actually Balaram. Balaram, who is, the, uh, who is the Adi Guru, the original spiritual master, because he is the Adi Sevak, he is the original servant of the Lord. And Balaram serves the Lord in every possible way. He becomes even Vrindavan. In the, uh, and we discussed it from the uh, Briad Bhagavatam Rita which was so, uh, no, not Bhagavatamrita from the um, um, Garga-samhita, uh, where it is so nicely described that, uh, that the whole rasa dance takes, takes place on the lap of Balaram. Mm. So in this way, Balaram is sustaining with his Sandini Shakti, which is existence potency, even, even the spiritual world. Oh yes, so let us know about the spiritual world, because this is the pleasure ground of Krishna. How can Krishna find any pleasure in this material world? Uh, whatever we can offer Krishna from this material world has no value to Krishna. Therefore, even when we cook and offer nice, nice boga, nice foodstuffs to Krishna, Krishna doesn't need the foodstuffs. Krishna is not starving. Krishna is not hungry. Krishna is accepting our devotion. Krishna is accepting our bhakti. Mm. So let us, in our mind, go to that transcendental abode, transcendental abode of Vrindavan, and let us, in our mind, appreciate it. How Krishna is performing those amazing pleasure pastimes in the form of the Rasa dance. And how how defeat that are usually walking on a path of struggle in the material world uh, will be relieved from all struggle in Vrindavan once the feet are ensing in a state of transcendental dance in, in the Rasa dance. As Sri Kapila Dave tells his mother, "Satam prasanga mama virya samvido, bavanti rit Karna sai na kata tad josenat asvapa ratir bhaktir anukramisya um, Yes, it said, Ratiras. Uh, we can become absorbed in Ratiras. Yes, in this ecstatic. Um, in this ecstatic mellows of, of, of love of God. In the association of pure devotees, discussion of the pastimes of the supreme personality of God, is very pleasing and satisfying to the ear and the heart. By cultivating knowledge of the Lord's activities, one gradually becomes advanced on the path of liberation. And thereafter... One is freed, and one's attraction becomes fixed. (laughs) Then real attraction and devotional service begin. Hmm. Yes, so in the association of devotees, um, there will be discussion of the pastimes of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And naturally, that's pleasing and satisfying to the ear and to the heart. Yes, by cultivating knowledge of the Lord's activities, one gradually becomes advanced on the path of liberation. Actually, yesterday, I um, heard a nice story from um, from a devotee who was, uh, was on the street, and there was a, a kirtan party, and uh, it was in Germany, and... Uh, In Germany, the devotees, by law, uh, can sit down and have kirtan. But they cannot be longer than one hour in one place. But they had been two hours in one place. So one man comes across this devotee who is distributing books and says, "Oh, Oh, you caused so much disturbance. You didn't do one hour. You did two hours. And then the devotee said, yes, it may be, it may be, that this, this, this singing will disturb your mind, she said, but it's good for your heart. It will make you peaceful. Then the man was so impressed that he bought the book that, that she offered. There's an old lady here, Nara who has uh, many years cooked for Lord Neshingadev, and she's really old now, a grandmother. But she still likes to do some book distribution. And, uh, and she really convinced this man. So yes, it may disturb your mind, this singing, but it's actually good for your heart. It will make you peaceful. And, uh, and he bought the book. He smiled and said, yes. So how amazing how Krishna is using his devotees. Um, so not only is the vo- the, a devotee a treasure house of mercy, but a devotee becomes the instrument of Krishna. And Krishna just uses that devotee like a conduit and speaks through the devotee speaks to the devotee's mouth and somehow or other says something which impresses that person Krishna makes so many arrangements Um, another sankirtan story which comes to my mind is the story of Yogendra uh, a disciple of Srila Prabhupada who was distributing books in Sweden came now Yogendra is American and he he was distributing books and uh, he gave this book to one lady and she took the book but about 15 minutes later this man comes uh, and he's he's angry and he said and you just pushed this book upon my wife and right? she didn't really want it and this book this book it's not even in Swedish it's not even in Swedish I want my money back right. and you get to sit no, it is in Swedish. Just, just open it up and, and, and look and read something. So the man opened it up and started reading something out loud. Uh, and then it describes, it described that, uh, that by hearing uh, about the supreme personality of, of Godhead, that one could overcome anger. And he was reading this out loud, and it was in Swedish. And as he read this out loud, he just stood there with the book in his hand, closed it, and walked away. (laughs) Very transcendental. So Krishna enters either the mouth of a devotee or he enters into the situation, and he makes it happen. Somehow or other, uh, this man... uh, had become angry, and, and now Krishna helped him to overcome his anger. So it is amazing how Krishna is at work. Um, and the Sankitan devotees, they sometimes see uh, the amazing transcendental hand of Krishna. Here, Lord Kapiladev mentions three symptoms of the gradual development of praying. Uh, he said, "Shra, Ratir bhakti nunkrati. Uh, uh, Here Lord Kapiladev mentions three symptoms of the gradual development of prem firm convictions, shradha, love for the Lord, Rati, and unswerving dedication to his service, Bhakti. In the course of devotional advancement, each of these symptoms becomes manifest naturally without separate endeavor. Lord Kapila doesn't intend to say that the sequence of the development is literally shraddha, then rati, and then bhakti. Rather, we should understand that first a new devotee acquires faith, shraddha, then takes up the process of bhakti by hearing and serving, and later achieves rati. Because bhakti means both the practice of devotional service and a mature stage of spontaneous love. To say that rati is the fruit of bhakti is correct. Uh, yes, it is. Um, it is indeed bhakti as a definition uh, is can can speak about just the slightest little service that is performed is bhakti. Uh, it is bhakti. If one drop, uh, one drop of pure radhakund water. Is, is thrown in a glass of ordinary water. Uh, that, that water is all becoming uh, becoming purified. Mm. But we can also speak about a, a full glass of Radhakund water. Uh, we can also, that is also bhakti. That is, so the full glass represents Krishna praying. So in this way, we can speak about bhakti in in as both as sadhana and as sadhya. Sadhana means the process by which we are becoming purified, a practice, and sadhya, which means the end. It means the goal that we attain through bhakti. Therefore, bhakti. Uh, exists in sadhana bhakti, bhava bhakti, and prema bhakti, Silarupa Rupa Goswami explains. Uh, or it exists in devotional service in cultivation, devotional service in ecstasy, and devotional service in pure love. Mm. Yes, yeah, so uh, sadhana or sadhya. Cultivation or... Uh, or, uh, or pure love—they're both bhakti. Um, the cultivation, though, is uh, is preliminary in one sense, uh, where these are there are the uh, tatasta laksan of bhakti and the sarup laksan of bhakti. The tatasta laksan are the qualities of bhakti that deal with this tatasta, with this marginal world, with this marginal realm, uh, where the soul is now in this marginal state here in the Bhairanga, uh, Shakti in the external energy, and the Swarup Lakshan deal with the eternal transcendental activities of the liberated soul. So in this way, Bhakti exists in both. Hmm. With this same concept of bhakti in mind, she drew her praise to Lord Vishnu. Bhakti oh, muhu pravahatam twa me prasango buyat ananta mahatam amalasayanam ye na ja sulba nam uruvya sanam bavat pim nyese bavat gunakatam rita panamataha. O limited unlimited Lord, kindly bless me so that I may associate with great devotees who engage in your transcendental loving service constantly, as the wave of a river constantly flow. Such transcendental devotees are completely situated in an uncontaminated state of life. Um, Is it nice that, like, how the devotees engage in devotional service constantly, as waves of a river constantly flow? So waves of devotional service... um, uh, a wave, always a new push to do some service. Oh, can I do that service? Hmm, oh, yes, no, no. If you, if I can do some service, please let me know. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, yes, uh, somehow or other, let me go from service to service. Um, from wave to wave in a river. Um, and waves that never end, Continues continuous, ahaitiki, Uninterrupted, unmotivated devotional service. Ah, uninterrupted service, wave after wave, and also without any ulterior motive. How nice. Ah. By the process of devotional service, surely I will be able to cross the Nessian ocean of material existence, which is filled. With the waves of blazing fire-like dangers, I will be very. It will be very easy for me, for I am becoming mad to hear about your transcendental qualities and pastimes, which are eternally exist- existing. Hmm. It is beautiful, uh, very, very beautiful. Uh, Dhruva Maharaj, speaking to the Lord and saying that. He's becoming mad, mad to hear about your transcendental qualities and pastimes. Uh, that's a prayer. Uh, that is a wonderful prayer. So because the devotees of Vishnu serve him constantly, bhaktim pravahatam, their hearts are completely pure. ama and for that reason they're exalted souls, mahatam, the association of such a Vaishnava is extremely desirable. One who achieves it need not bother aspiring for the fourth goal of life liberation. Liberation, uh, for liberation comes automatically uh, uh, as a byproduct of pure devotion. Dhruva anticipates that in the company of Vaishnavas he will drink the nectar topics about the Supreme Lord, which will intoxicate him and empower him to cross effortlessly effortlessly, the dangerous ocean of samsara. He wants to drink the nectar topics about the Lord, which will intoxicate him. Yes, he'll cross effortlessly the dangerous ocean of samsara. Drunkards are mainly interested in the taste of their liquor. They have only superficial interest in the secondary effects of alcohol, such as its... Ability to ease the discomfort of cold weather. In the same way, devotees who have a taste for drinking the nectar of Bhagavad Bhakti consider relishing that elixir forever. Their principal goal, they accept liberation and other secondary benefits only when such boons do not obstruct that eternal delight. Yes. They're not interested in any side benefits of devotional service. And they'll never accept side benefits if they are in any way obstructing the full experience of bhakti. Um, Yes, therefore, uh, liberation and losing one's eternal uh, identity, kaivalyam narakayate, this impersonal liberation is narakayate. It is hellish, no. No, we don't want this. No. Uh, uh, Yes. Uh, Mukulitanjali. Yes, this liberation is standing with folded hands at the door and says, please take me. And the Vaishnava says, sorry, sorry, but I'm really busy now. I am really busy now, so I don't really have time to talk to you. Um, Maybe uh, try somewhere else because I am too busy Too busy with devotional service. Um, Not interested, no time, too busy with devotional service, don't want liberation. No, in fact, this liberation is not a kayate, it is hellish, because if we lose our identity, we lose the opportunity for devotional service. What is worse than that? Then we lose everything. Then we lose everything. Because devotional service is all we have. There is nothing else. No other 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 treasury in our possession is there but devotional service. So somehow or other uh, we pray for devotional service. Oh maybe always, maybe always be engaged in devotional service. Uh, there is no no other meaning to life. There is no other gift. No other gift that we could desire. There is nothing in this world that we could desire. Everything in this world is not our property. Um, we are, are not the owners. In the 13th chapter of Bhagavad Gita, there, is, there are two gyas, two knowers of the field. One is the owner of the field and the other is the cultivator of the field. We are not the owner of the field. Krishna is the owner of the field. We are cultivators on the field, workers on the field. Uh, So we're working for Krishna, who is the supreme proprietor. Bhaktaram loka maheswaram is the supreme proprietor. So in working for the supreme proprietor, um, we have no right to take anything for our own sense gratification. Uh, everything is simply Everyone, Everything is simply f- For the pleasure of the Supreme Lord And what great There So oh no Oh no We only want devotional service We only want to glorify Krishna And we don't want any side benefits uh, It is just, just like uh, Alcohol and its side effects uh, In in, in cold places like Russia, they have this vodka and they drink their vodka so that they will uh, will feel warm, they don't feel the cold yes oh. But then it said a real alcoholic he doesn't care about that. he cares about about the, the, the intoxicating effect. he cares. About, about alcohol. So we don't want any side benefits. We want kichit kivalaya bhakti We want only bhakti and nothing but bhakti and being completely absorbed in bhakti and that's it. Bhakti and nothing but bhakti. Mm. In Srimad Bhagavatam 424, 57, 58, Lord Shiva gives this opinion. Krishna Deina Pitullay Naswargan Napanur Bhavam mm-hmm. Bhagavat uh, Sangi Sangasya Marchanam Kim Tava Kirti Tayor. Uh, if one by chance associates with a devotee, even for a fraction of a moment, one is no longer subject to the attraction by the results of karma and gyan. Oh, yes. Karma and gyan, trying to enjoy the material energy, looking for liberation these two things Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur has condemned and he said they are like like worms sometimes you see someone who is skinny cheeks are sunken and they are are voracious eaters they eat a lot and yet skinny Why? It is because they have worms. And the worms are taking all the nourishment of everything they eat. So in this way, uh, in this way, they become skinny, although they eat a lot. So karma and jnana are taking all the nourishment. Uh, And so... When bhakti is mixed with karma and jnana, one will be pale and one will be not flourishing in his bhakti. Oh, let us give up this karma and jnana. But association with the devotees, uh, with a great devotee, immediately destroys the attraction to karma and jnana. Because devotees stay far from karma and jnana they are free from any other desire than serving krishna what interest then can he have in the benediction of the demigods who are subject to the laws of birth and death my dear lord your lotus feet are the cause of all auspicious things and the destroyer of all the contamination of sin i therefore beg your lordship to bless me with the association of your devotees who completely purified by worshipping your lotus feet, who are so merciful upon the conditioned souls. I think that your real benediction will be to allow me to associate with such devotees. Rather than liberation, what to speak of royal power and the other kinds of success that ordinary people value, Lord Shiva would prefer even a moment of association with those who keep company with the personality of Godhead. In other words, the company of the Supreme Lord's devotees, dances on the heads of all other goals of life. The lotus feet of the Supreme Lord who killed the demon Aga removed all sin. The Lord's fame is the source of all holy, all holy tirthas, including the river Ganga, also the river Yamuna, whose bathing gods, the gopis approach to fed the waters. Lord Shiva takes two purifying baths, one externally in the Ganga and the other internally in the Yamuna. Similarly, a bath in the Supreme faith, he purifies his devotees in two ways. Externally, by absolving them from hellish punishment and internally, cleansing, internally by cleansing their heart's desires for material enjoyment. Yes, so two things. Uh, no more hellish punishments, no more sinful reactions, and the desires in the heart's change uh, by... By the, the result of, of transcendental devotional service. Mm. Such devotees uh, always live purely devoid of lust and other contaminations of the heart. And they have simplicity and all other exemplary qualities. <coughs> Lord Shiva prays that Lord Vishnu's greatest mercy on him would be simply to let him come in touch with the Supreme Lord's devotees. Mm-hmm so many amazing verses in this purport This is just a, a wonderful purport uh, itself the, just a river of transcendental krishna kata this is then uh from chapter from from briya bhagantamrita part 3 chapter 7 uh text 15 and it's just an amazing amazing stream of verses here um in this commentary, Paranalada Prabhu, based on uh, Sanatan Goswami's notes, mm, which are as a commentary to the Brihad Vita. Mm. So, let's see, and it continues much, much further. So, I will end because my time is also. Uh, has passed. Um, but what we can do is pick up the thread um, tomorrow and continue to read a little further on these uh, wonderful verses. Um, because the verses, uh, the verses of the, of the Bhakti Shastra, of the scriptures, or of the literatures that describe devotional service. Such verses are just uh, oceans of wealth. We collect such verses. We want to hear such verses because such verses are changing our whole experience. By such verses, such verses open up new dimensions. Uh, new dimensions that we never imagined. Uh, One day, before Krishna Consciousness, I was sitting in in the garden of my parents. And at that time, they had moved to a house which had a, a kind of a long garden, Uh, The children were now out of the house, moved to a smaller house. And they had uh, a garden that had two high hedges, quite high. So I was sitting in this garden, and I had this distinct feeling that I was sort of sitting in an aquarium, I had not taken any substances or something like that, if you might think so. No, uh, I was completely sober, and I was sitting in that garden, but suddenly I got the distinct feeling I'm in an aquarium, you know, in an... In an what I think is my world just an enclosed box, um, and I had a desire to get out of this aquarium... But I had no idea how, how to get out. And I particularly felt trapped and caught in the material world at that point. Um, But I didn't know, I didn't know about devotional service. I didn't know that devotional service is diminishing all the, all the pains and all the pangs of material existence, all the sufferings. And that devotional service is changing the desires in our heart. I didn't know that when devotional service changes the desires in our heart, um, that I would come to a point uh, where I just say, oh, let's forget about everything. Let's have only Krishna. Only Krishna now. Only Krishna. Vasudeva Purayana. Let's have only Krishna. Uh, yes. That is, is really the perfection. Um, so, by the grace of Sanatan Goswami and by the grace of Gopi Dāna Prabhu, uh, we have relished today, uh, today, this wonderful transcendental Brihad Bhagavatam Rita which was spoken as a supplement to Srimad Bhagavatam because it is described that after Srimad Bhagavatam was spoken to Maharaj Pariksit um, by Sukadeva Goswami then his mother Uttara she came and Uttara she came to her son and said now now you are leaving um, but Please, I am your mother, please share, share the mercy you've received with me. Uh, so then Maharaj Pariksit uh, summarized the same knowledge of Srimad uh, of Bhagavatam in the form of the Brihad Bhagavatam Rita for his mother Uttara, who in this way also attained the full. Benefit of the Bhagavad. Uh, yes, let us attain the benefit of the Bhagavad, the descriptions about Bhagavan, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, day after day, uh, moment after moment, wave after wave of a never ending flow, of a never ending river of devotional service. Hmm. Thank you very much. Siddha Prabhupada, Ki